Welcome to Eject Rejects. We are your rejects. I'm Forrest. I'm Jacob. And I'm Ian. And uh, welcome to what is the first of what is hopefully many uh, Patreon-requested episodes. Uh, These are going to be a little bit shorter. These are going to be about 15 to 20 minutes. Um, But if you subscribe to our $10 Patreon tier, you can also recommend a movie for us to watch. And uh, this uh, week's movie was recommended by Carrie Martin. So thank you very much, Carrie. And uh, yeah, please check us out on Patreon. And our first episode of this series is going to be Cool Hand Luke and that from 1967. Uh, this is one of the very last uh, Chain Yang movies of that era, if you will. It was directed by Stuart Rosenberg, who also directed the Amityville Horror. It stars Paul Newman, George Kennedy, and, Hen- and Harry Dean Stanton. It's based off of novel. I'm not super familiar with the novel, so I'm not going to say that much else about this, about that. But um, this was actually a very famous film um, during that time period, and it's very much considered a classic. It's essentially about this character called Luke, which is where the name of the movie comes from, Cool and Luke, uh, played by Paul Newman. And he's basically sort of a, a drifter kind of character, free-spirited guy, and it starts off with him basically getting thrown into uh, jail for what's really kind of a minor crime at the end of the day and they sort of highlight that early on and it's about him defending the prisoners kind of Shawshank redemption style and um about him making attempts to escape and everything and that's really the film in the most simplest sense yeah and jumping off into the nitty-gritty here i think the best thing to say about this film is it's one of the most human films i've seen in a long time it's a celebration and deconstruction of maybe the will of someone or someone that does not want to conform to something whether that conforming is good or bad not necessarily the point the point being that soul that that will and that person is much stronger than the forces trying to bend it and this film does a really good um showing and telling of us of this individual what he stands for and the forces trying to manipulate him and i think some of my favorite points in this movie is when it slows down and it shows the very human moments and this is going to be the first thing we talk about and i think it's funny the egg scene Mm -hmm. because i really wanted to touch on this and i thought this was wonderful if you are familiar with this movie this would probably come to mind because this is at least a five to eight minute long scene of <laughs> these these prisoners talking about and making bets on our main character, Cool Hand Luke, eating eggs. Mm-hmm. And it takes no time in rushing the moments. It, it, it goes from the beginning of the bet to the very end of the bet. We see the whole entire scene take place and it is very... It's, it, it's, it's not it's something you see... In movies now, everything has got to be fast-paced. Even movies that are very dialogue-heavy or human narrative-heavy typically don't slow down to do an eight eight to ten-minute-long bet scene. I thought it was really cool and kind of interesting. And it's very like reminiscent of something that, like I know, like compare like it, when you get a group of guys together who are bored out of their mind for most of the time, they come up with dumb shit to do. Mm-hmm. And this is very reminiscent of something me and my you know, friends from high school would do, you know, hey, <clears throat> bet you can't eat 50 eggs, 50 hard-boiled eggs. Oh, want to bet? All right. And then we do some stupid, dumb training montage, like, oh, you know, slap my stomach and whatnot. And then I would actually try to eat eggs. But it was just, it was such a real moment, like, that you don't see in movies a lot. Yeah, so, you know, talking about just uh, scenes that we all really love, is I think one of the big things that really stood out to me for this movie is the fact that uh, this film has a lot of very 
um, what are well-known cliches or uh, just images, if you will, that you see now in movies nowadays, like the bedding scene is a big one, um, the the stereotype of the hot woman washing the car and with the suds, there's a, there's a scene in here that's just, it's it's hilarious and how cheesy it is nowadays. Back then it might have been a little bit more brand new, but um, yeah, that scene's great. Um, the bedding scene, like we were talking about, the, the escape or one of his escapes he makes, I think is also very kind of classically recognized, if you will. And I wanted to mention real quick, with the scene with the car, I'm pretty sure if you dubbed over the song Cherry Pie by Warrant, it would have been seamless. Or that Pour Some Sugar on Me. That's another one I thought of, too. A <laughs> um, little fun fact about that. That was actually shot separate. Oh, really? That scene, that that, that scene, the car scene was shot separate from, because the guy, the director wouldn't even let any of the gentlemen's wives onto the set. So they shot that they shot that car scene separate, and then there was like a stand-in for the for the oh, faraway wow. angles. So just little okay. fun, little fun tidbit of information that I found. Cool. Uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up about this film that, that I liked is um, so we've talked a lot in the show that you know we like certain genres and stuff, and I'm a big classic rock fan, and everything, and a band that really enjoys Guns N' Roses. And there's a song that Guns N' Roses does that's called Civil War and has a clip, um, a sound clip that's one of the most famous parts of the movie called the failure to communicate, um, see, uh, failure to communicate um, line speech that the warden gives. And I had never seen this movie up until now, so I'd always associate that with that song. So when we actually watched the movie, I'm like, holy shit, that's where this came from. And it was very interesting and kind of eerie to me and made me really appreciate this movie all the more because it apparently influenced Guns N' Roses in some form. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Now, just getting into a few of the things that weren't so great for me personally, anyway. Um, like I was, I was telling, I was talking with the guys earlier, and <clears throat> the big thing that I said, and I don't know if it's going to make a whole lot of sense, but I will remember this movie more for specific moments than it as a whole. And I and I can't say that I'm going to remember Cool Hand Luke like the title or anything, but I will remember certain scenes because the movie has a few weird things with pacing and it's very dialogue heavy so like like the whole egg bet scene i will absolutely remember that like the the scene where they first get into the jail and he's giving this whole you do this you're going to the box you do this you're going to the box Mm -hmm. i will remember that scene because it was very well delivered by that actor um but there's just certain moments, there's certain lulls within it, and I think it definitely this movie definitely shows its age because it's from the late '60s. Um, so if there's any complaints I have, it's it took a lot out of me. It was a long movie, and it kind of just dragged a little bit in certain areas. And I can agree with that. Now I like this movie. It's not necessarily my type of movie, and I can say that it did drag at some points, and maybe to that point because there wasn't much of an overarching plot to it. A lot of this was an image on the inside of one man and his 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 drive to get out. There wasn't a whole lot of plot besides that. There's a lot of um, slow moments and character moments that didn't really have that 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 climax and then release to them. It wasn't that regular structure so maybe that's why it was a little easy to doze off not to say that this is a bad movie by any means just for audiences of now that need that constant noise visuals and attention this may be a little difficult for me personally to recommend 
Yeah, so jumping off of what you two were saying there, um, yeah, this movie's not for everyone. Uh, there's there's basically no action in it. It's more or less just dialogue and kind of these long scenes. And, and I think it really helps inform what the point of this movie is. Is To me, I really, what I got out of this is Kuhan Luke is supposed to represent the idea of, of a freedom, like uh, speak about rock and roll and everything, as I was very much thinking of Free Bird by Leonard Skinner. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, Luke is basically this character where, to make a D&D reference, he is a true chaotic neutral character in every single way. He's not bad. He's not good. He just does things according to the whims of what he feels like. And it gets him into trouble because he doesn't conform to society as a whole, right? And that that's basically kind of the, the point of the movie, in my opinion. With that being said, though, I do agree the movie is pretty long. Um, and I do like long movies. Some of my favorite movies are well upwards of three hours long, as long as they have a point. And I definitely feel like this movie was a little over two hours long. It's like two hours, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. I feel like it could have been shortened to an hour and a half. There were a couple scenes that I feel like they just kept on hammering out a certain plot where they didn't need to. Um, and they could have cut it down while still having the message of the movie as a whole. And that would be my opinion. Okay. And um, with that, once again, I we all liked this movie. It's just maybe not our <clears throat> cup of tea to an extent. I would still most certainly recommend. But I remember watching this film with my grandfather and my mother. Uh, mother. Mother. When I was younger. So there are some fond memories to me in this scene. I remember specifically a boxing scene. Um, I remember specifically the line, failure to communicate. And I also remember the ending when the, the, the constant smile of our character being Luke it just permeated in my mind, and that just goes to show what an amazing actor that Paul Newman is. And no, not the salad dressing guy. Yeah, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I said, the, I'll just kind of reiterate it. There are certain moments in this movie that I will definitely never forget. And I can see why this is a classic. This is not, yeah, I don't think this is a bad movie either. I think that this is one, I I can definitely recommend it for a one-time viewing to kind of see where, where, you know, like see why it's a classic to see why, where this, where the famous line, you know, what we have here is a failure to communicate comes from. Um, but if you're looking for something that has any type of plot, this is not that movie because this is just, it's, I don't know what the right way to phrase it would be. It's, it's like a, you're just seeing what someone who is very, it's very hard to keep him in one place. You're just seeing him go through the motions of certain things that he doesn't have. He doesn't have an end goal. You know, he said he, he says in the movie that he never has really a plan. So you're, if you're looking for some type of plot, if you're looking for an overarching story, there's not that here. And I think that that can be definitely disswaying for some people. And it's a slow burn and really wants to focus on its character and characters, which is fine for a movie. And I wanted to touch on the line that you mentioned, Sir Bowinkle of Jacob, Jacobton, um, <laughs> is, I never planned anything. And this is seen throughout the movie a few times. You, re- you recognize that this character doesn't succeed at a whole lot of things, but he also does not give up. There's multiple times throughout the film that we see him get beaten upon, um, lose, if not not really have a plan, but still make it out in the end, whether it's due to tenacity, will, 
or just sheer luck, which I think is a really cool aspect to this character because he's, in my mind, he's supposed to represent will, if not the the ability to keep going and persevering certain variables, whether in this case being the people, the guards, the wardens, um, the hard, intensive labor that these guys had to do. And so I I appreciate the character. I appreciate the film for that and because it, it nailed it home. I mean, by all means, this film is a classic. It's a classic for a reason. The music is fantastic. The imagery is fantastic. I really liked a lot of the camera angles and some of the um, imagery that we got near the beginning of the film. There was a few camera angles and um, visual uh, kind of cues that were like, oh, cool, I, I don't see this anymore. And the lighting, I thought, was really well done in this movie, yeah. too. One last thing I want to bring up, too, since we're talking about imagery and such, is uh, the uses of traffic lights in this movie is actually a, a big visual theme in here in regards to the green light go, red light stop. I'm not going to get too much into it because I don't want to ruin anything about the movie, but um, definitely look out for traffic lights and kind of compare that to what's going on at the time in the movie, especially surrounding Luke. That's a that's a big theme, and I liked that visual usage. Yeah, so um, I think getting towards the end of it here, yep. um, I I would definitely, like I said before, do, I would recommend a one-time viewing of this. If you want to see a classic movie, just be prepared for a little bit of a long trek, a very dialogue-heavy movie, and try to let the, the for lack of a better term, high of the of the fun scenes like like the egg scene, like the, you know, the, like the couple of escapes and whatnot, let, try to let that carry you through the rest of it because I think it is worth at least one viewing just to see, especially if you're a, I believe they're called cinephiles, right? Yeah, yeah That's sure. Especially if you're a cinephile. Watch the movie at least one time just to see the history of it. Like I mentioned, I would recommend this film, but I would have a hard time doing so. Um, the public now is definitely much different than the public was when this movie came out in the 60s. In the 60s, um, it was all about the um, the anti-heroes of truckers and um, prison guards and things like that. So this movie really encapsulated what it wanted to be. So I personally love that. Once again, not my type of film. Do I recommend this? Yes, but to a certain amount of folks out there that, as Jacob mentioned, are cinephiles that you know what you're getting into. No, I would definitely recommend this film. It's it's a it's a slow burn film. Um, do not be prepared to be overly excited or to see a bunch of amazing effects or anything like that. It's not that kind of film. It is, however, a very important film for what everyone else is saying here, too. For those of you who appreciate the history of film, those who are interested in looking at visual imagery and stuff, and also some really great, fantastic performances by, um, by, by Paul Newman and George Kennedy, especially. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you very much. Carrie again. Um, and if you want us to talk about a movie, then please go subscribe to our $10 Patreon tier. We also have a $5 and a $1, but either way, maybe consider going and supporting us there and follow us on Spotify and leave a review and a comment and all that on Apple Podcasts. And thank you very much for not ejecting these rejects. Woo. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>